Yeah, well, man, let's crack on. Let's do it, eh? All right, man. Uh, well, first of all, welcome uh, to my show. Um, and today's guest is Jimmy. So Jimmy is the, uh, well, co-founder of Half Cut, which if you don't know, it is the reason why everyone is doing this uh, half a beard or half the braid of their hair. So Jimmy, welcome. Good to have you on. Um, yeah, introduce yourself, man. Alex, my man. Uh, thanks for having us, brother. Um, yeah, man, look, you, you said it better than I could say it. Um, we're getting people half cut, half the world's forests are destroyed. That's not great. It's actually terrible. Um, you know, we've destroyed a lung of the planet, but it's like, hey, we've got this chance to save our beautiful last remaining 50% and get on with the regen. So half cut, that's really what we're about in a nutshell. Protect last remaining. Let's do the regen. Let's uh, fight and protect planet A. Yeah, man, that's it. And uh, one massive thing, which I will quickly just say, before we get into like the nitty gritty of who you are, why you wanted to start this, um, your background and everything, um, when I met you about, I don't know what it would have been, almost two months ago now, uh, the number one thing for me is like whenever I meet, uh, and I'll do the inverted uh, quote marks here, environmentalists, uh, I often get a little bit hesitant because I don't know whether they're in it for the right reasons. Um, as you can imagine, there are so many people that are out there purely for the profiteering side of uh, organisations that are set up. Um, Who would have thought the planet's trending now? It's trendy to be green. Whee! Yeah, man, 100%. And obviously you're not that, but I um, was so overwhelmed when I just mentioned, hey, I'm vegan, and you said, hey, look, I've been vegan for seven plus years or whatever it is. Uh, so for me, that was a absolute massive turning point because I, uh, I don't get deterred from people, but I often find it hard to believe that you care so much about one aspect of the environment when you're quite clearly contributing to the main cause of a lot of these environmental degradations that are occurring. Uh, so yeah, Jimmy, let's get stuck into it. I just wanted to voice it out there so everyone knows that you are a true blue through and through environmentalist that are actually cares and stands by what you say, which is really hard to come by in this day and age. But yeah, yeah, let's crack on. So in terms of Half Cut, what made you, and tell us the story behind it. Mate, look, um, I guess it's a long story, like in most stories, but look, uh, look, I've been a rebel little activist since I was about eight years old. I was really fortunate to, well, actually not really fortunate, but um, you know, my mother, she was a lead community organiser and I witnessed my bushland being destroyed as a young mm. eight-year-old. Um, don't know if you've heard of the M2, which links to the M7, but it was the M2 first. So my family home, uh, that's where I grew up, you know, in Beecroft. And um, yeah, mate, look, you know, I used to go and kick about in the bush and it was my little sanctuary, you know, after school. I used to call it the Indi uh, Indian bush after Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Um, and anyway, look, you know, long story short, I witnessed our community being torn apart. I witnessed these trees being pulled down and the power flowers and the possums. You know, we had traditional owners staying with us. We had, you know, the tree sitters staying in our house. We had police breaking into our property and arresting people. So at a really young age, I got hit with a lot of it. And my mum was just like this powerful figure, you know, really staunch. Everyone mm. came to her. And I just, you know, I totally just, as a young boy, I, I, I sort of loved it um, and it was also a little bit frightening as well. But look, man, I think a chemical reaction went off in my brain when I saw that level of destruction, like, you know, 400-year-old Sydney blue gums being destroyed. Mm, and yet mm. the day beforehand, me and my brother were sitting in um, getting a photo of the Sydney Morning Herald, like page one stuff, you know. Mm. So just, you know, um, yeah, as the saying goes, you know, 
Europe keeps their keeps their cathedrals that are three to four hundred years old plus. But yet you know, we have Sydney blue gums and these magnificent trees. Ah, oh. oh, no, get rid of them. Replace it with a road. No worries. There's um, one of my biggest gripes in this world. I mean, like you can't tear down a a post office which is only about a hundred years old, but you can quite willy nilly cut down or, or bloody uh, DDT yep. any any plant, weed, tree, or whatever you yep. deem necessary to cut down and it, it is yeah. really shocking but yeah keep going i haven't heard yeah, this forget you know forget they forget they breathe for us and give us everything for free and you know, absorb oh. our carbon and uh you know but, uh, we don't need them um yeah our ecology and it's just like it, it is necessary for all our species to be thriving and us yeah. to be still alive and uh yeah. who needs it eh no no don't need them get rid of them Just put a road there um, yeah, so look, so that was sort of my engagement. And then look, you know, nothing really changed. I was sort of always involved with the environment. Um, obviously, being vegan, I mean, look, at the end of the day, the way I looked at it, if you're not a vegan, how can you really be an environmentalist? Um, I think that's been quoted many times and even cowspiracy. But, you know, even for me, just the, the level of deforestation, like 80% of all deforestation is linked to animal agriculture. And, um, you know, anyway, so look, I went on, as we said, went on a journey, went and studied to become a teacher to actually encourage kids to be more aware of these issues. Um, and sort of get engaged in the environment and sustainability and um, you know, just being a better human and giving back to this one planet that we all get everything off. Um, and then, mate, look, me and Jess, I really wanted to go to South America and see the Amazon before, even back then. So I was going back like 2009. I thought, yeah. look, we've got to go. I want to go and see the Amazon before it's stuffed. Um, look at it now. Um, thanks, Bolsonaro. You're an absolute legend, mate. Um, being facetious there, of course, he's an absolute dick. Um, yeah. So anyway... Um, Went off to South America and me and Jess did some conservation work with a wonderful woman called Rosemary Rutsu, who at the time was yeah. probably um, one of the most you know, engaged conservationists kicking about in South America. Uh, had incredible models like ecotourism and buyback under native title. So I was really excited to learn all this. And then I also learned that she was getting um, wildlife from the black market trade and rehabilitating them if they could or yeah. letting them you know, recover on their serene reserve. So anyway, she, I met her. She's been doing that just for people that didn't know. She, she's been doing that for, for years. Her and whole years. life. Yeah, yeah, it's a lifetime of work. She's another great earthling, unsung hero. Um, oh, yeah. So look, this, this was in the Amazon basin, Bolivia and Rune Rabahi. Met her personally. And obviously, it was just completely hooked with her. Had salmonella at the time. Me and Jess both had salmonella. Good way to lose weight, by the way. Don't, don't encourage people to do it. But we were really shattered. And she took us under her wing and got us healthy in, um, you know, in Runabahi for a couple of weeks. Then we went out and saw her serene reserve, nearly 800 uh, hectares, uh, privately owned. Um, and it was just incredible. And then all we did with our skills, and that was the thing, like we thought, okay, we can volunteer some of our skills and our sets to help the business of um, ecotourism and what you're doing because it's just so important to educate the Bolivianos to say, hey, stop cutting it down. Stop doing it for animal agriculture. Mm. Stop you know, allowing big Western companies to come and you know, cut down the logs and you're just being ripped off. Keep mm. the wildlife in the jungle, which is what people want to come and see, like me. Mm. Um, anyway, long story short, I had a massive beard and everyone was going, oh, mate, your beard, your beard, your beard. This was before beards were a thing. And it was actually yeah, just, yeah. oh, look, it's, it's for conservation. And it kind of my brain ticked off and went, oh, well, there you go. Maybe we can start a conversation about conservation with a beard. Yeah. Um, and look, so, yeah, so we actually originally, man, like, it's like anything. Nothing's ever easy. Like, we've been at this now seven years and we're sort of now falling, you know, going into our sweet spot now. Mm -hmm. um, we were beards on, braids on for conservation originally, saying grow a beard over winter. Let's get on with the regen. Um, and then, yeah, that was fun. It was good. And we raised some money, but it wasn't really until we really went right half the world's forests are gone and like, you know, that is stuffed up. That's really unacceptable. 
So that's why we went, okay, let's go half cut and see what reaction we get. And really the rest has been history. So we sort of tested that in like 2017 and then 18, 19, here we are, 2020, um, yeah. you know, really raising some great funds for conservation outcomes. For sure. Um, man, that's awesome. I think that it's absolutely wonderful that someone like you actually exists because you are literally the, well, you and your partner are the, the, the birthing parents of this little love child. And this love child isn't any selfish kind of, uh, exploitation of the world. It's, it's managing, uh, conservation to ensure the, the future of our world. Uh, and what I really like about what you're doing is, yeah, it's, it's completely like what you said. It, it's, it's creating community engagement. It's creating something fun. But what I've noticed for me when I was, uh, prior to cutting it off for um, a reason um, and now that it's growing back, but the amount of people that are stopping me now that it's getting a little bit longer, uh, I think it's a really cool thing that, that, that it exists. And I've actually just had a girl in, uh, she lives in Canada and she's a really kind of spiritual, I'm going to say hippie vegan because that's what we get coined as and that's what people understand. Um, and she said, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shave half my head again. And I was like, you get out. Like, this is awesome. So um, that's on the cards, which is really, really exciting. But it's, it's awesome because it actually gets people engaged with you and it gets them questioning. Um, so I wanted to just jump in. And what's the, what's the weirdest kind of looks or the weirdest questions that you've had about your half beard? Oh, mate, uh, there's been some shockers. Um, but what's I will say this. If we, if, yeah, I'll get to it. Yeah, I'll get ready. <laughs> uh, but I mean, look, you know, for every, if, honestly, if we got $2.50 for every person that said, hey, mate, you lose a bet, my gosh, we would have raised millions. But um, mate, look, you, you, look, you were spot on before with what you were saying. It's like, rather than us handing out a flyer and then being criticized for giving paper because, oh, you know, God forbid we do that. Um, yeah, and I get that, of course. But, you know, this is its walking, talking billboard. Um, and it's a disruption that's so great because it makes people go, whoa, when there's like a double take or a triple take, oh, I've literally had people go bang, bang, what? You know, and then it just starts that chat. Um, I mean, look, I think the weirdest one I've ever had, probably two, I've yeah. had one dude who was like, mate, you've got to rub a bank. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, you've got to rub a bank. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, man, they'll have no idea who you are. They'll go, it was a dude with half a beard. No, it was a dude with half a face. They went, no, he was Two-Face from Batman. By that stage, I just started laughing. I'm like, oh, man, you're next level. This is too much. I was, then I was thinking in my head, again, that's not a bad idea. I could be like Robin Hood, robbing from the rich and the corporates who are fucking in the planet, putting it back into conservation. So anyway, I thought about it for like five seconds. Yeah. Um, I thought it could have been cool. Um, another really, really weird one is like, you know, I've even done my pitch, like, you know, 15-second elevator pitch or, you know, that's literally how I try to get it out. I've got to say it every day for two years. Like I've thought about this for nearly two years. Come August 31st, two freaking years. So you'd think I'd have my pitch by now and if I don't, I'm a bit of a, a spastic. Um, and I've told them what it's about and they're like, oh, so you're circumcised. I'm going, what the hell? How has that, how has talking about, uh, and it just blew my mind and it's actually happened a few times. So I'm like, okay, so you're looking at this. I've told you half the world's forest gone. We're trying to save last remaining. And then you want to find out if I've got half a knob or if I'm, you know, half circumcised. I just couldn't believe it. I was just like, uh, I'm out. I was like, yep, see ya, bye-bye. <laughs> so, yeah, look, there's been some funny ones. Um, you know, kids are the best because they just, like, point and look out and they're trying to get mum and dad's attention. So, like, mum, man with half a beard. And they're like, yes, yes, shush, darling. And then, no, no, there's a man with half a beard. 
And then they turn and the parents' faces are just like, oh my God, and like panic and, you know. It's like, come on, kid, stay away from this man. <laughs> <laughs> lunatic with half a beard. I think that's half the thing. It's like, you either get lunatic with half a beard, but then for those people who are willing to go, mate, what are you, what are you playing at? Mm-hmm. They're then like, wow, okay, good on you, man. Like, this is really important. Good on you. Thanks for yeah, taking yeah. action. And, hey, how can I help out? And that's why, as you were saying before, man, it is, it's a community. How do we bring people on? Like, sure, we've just created this little idea and, you know, it's, for all species on the planet, um, you know, our cells, climate, and you know, um, everything else associated, it's, it's, we, we are doing some good. And so if anything, we just, now we just want the masses. Now we're just after the critical mass and people to go, look, it is my hair. I can yeah. grow it back. I can braid it if I want or color it or do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the other reality is it's like, well, if we don't like these pandemics, like we are in right now, global pandemic, this is just one of many more to come, sadly. Uh, yeah. And one of those solutions is which all this, and this is the thing we listen to the scientists when they talk about pandemics and, you know, um, but we don't listen to them when it's climate change and we don't listen to them when we say, if we want to stop further pandemics, we've got to protect our last remaining forests and keep our wildlife in them. Mm. So anyway, it's just, um, yeah, it baffles me. I read a, I read a statement this morning and a new study's just come out. And if everyone in the United States of America went vegan tomorrow, it would be the same as taking 65 million cars off the road just for one. And why does that not go to surface? Well, obviously we know, um, and those big companies have nice amounts of money going into the pockets of the government. But uh, at the end of the day, no, I think it's awesome. And what I want to touch on now is, do you you think that ego has a massive role to play in this? Because a lot of the time... um, You've been rocking around with this look for, for years uh, and obviously that takes a massive courageous step of being very, very selfless and not necessarily having an ego per se um, and allowing yourself to, I guess, remove you from the equation of the world to enrich the betterment of our future. Um, and me, for one, I found that play a massive role in kind of everything that I do in my life. And, and I don't believe in having an ego. I think that everyone needs to go through a process of destroying the ego, having a sense of metamorphosis into uh, a collective consciousness, which we've touched on in further, uh, further discussions, uh, previous discussions, sorry. Um, and I, I just wanted to get your take on that. Like what, what, what inspired you to become this, I guess, leader uh, to save the Daintree rainforest, which for those listening is what Half Cut is raising money for to buy. Uh, what is the lot number? Lot one fifty. Lot one, yeah, lot one five five or fifty five. Yeah, yeah, lot one five five uh, to ensure its survival and stop it being uh, torn down by developers. So yeah, well, like, how did the ego play a role in this whole um, journey? Yeah, mate. Look, I actually. Um... Look, it's a funny one because I do get a lot of people who probably think that I'm full of it and look at this bloke. He reckons he can strut around with half a beard. Mm-hmm. Um, the reality of it was, mate, like I was furious. I was so furious. I was depressed. I was angry. I just couldn't believe what we were doing in the 21st century to our planet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like even the stuff at the time, like half the world's forests are gone. 50% of the Great Barrier Reef Marine Park are dead. 86% of our wildlife extinct and wiped out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was just we've got a 50% chance to keep the planet below two degrees Celsius at this stage. So yeah. all these fifties, fifties. So really, I mean, for me, man, it was, um, I honestly thought, and you know, it, this, if anything, half cut probably brought me out of a, a dark pit because I was in a dark place and I was, um, 
you know, I didn't really see a way out at some stages. I thought, well, what's there to hang around for? More fires, more floods, more bushfires, for more pandemics. Like, it's pretty bloody pessimistic oh, and grim, you know what I mean? Grim. Yeah. Real grim. And look, you know, look, as much, and look, and this is where it's at. Like for me right now, it's like after just seeing the engagement and the people who are just hurting just as much or want to see action, right, tangible action, that's where I went, okay, well, we've got something with this where we can try and bring other people out of the pit or educate people because, as we rightfully mentioned before, it's not in the vested interest of these mining, logging, animal agric- agricultural companies who own the news, who you know, have huge amounts of money being thrown into politicians and all the rest of it. You know, we, it, it still happens today. I mean, Clive Palmer, $60 million injected into a federal election. Like, go and get flipped. It's outrageous. Yeah. So anyway, um, dairy farmers being subsidised for their um, uh, for their struggles uh, during the like the drought season. Yeah, well, what, what about teachers? What about nurses? What about you know anyone in another other job who is struggling? Why is there always this payout? It's you know yeah, like a cop out or yep. massive developers, mining, yeah. whatever it may be. So yeah, keep yep. keep going. Yeah, so sorry. Yeah, so looking away, mate. I went um, and it wasn't until I actually went and chatted with some indigenous fellows as well. Um, I went and did some men's business. Yeah. Um, which honestly, if you can, and at the end of the day, you've got to seek it, you've got to look for it, you've got to be welcomed. You just can't go in, you know, you've, as I said, there's a process to it and it takes time, like everything. It takes time. I mean, this took seven years for us to get to where we're at. It just didn't happen overnight. Um, and it wasn't until I was chatting with him, I said, look, man, I'm just, and he, I'm just so furious. Like, I'm so angry. And he kind of just said, Jimmy, you got something going, man. He said, like, you know, we can feel it. I can feel it. We can see it. He said, why don't you turn your, your fu- um, being furious, why don't you turn into being curious? curious why people don't understand and and then you know for me i just kind of it just exploded for me because i went holy crap i'm talking to a fella who has had 240 years of stolen land genocide rape still disadvantage incarceration you name it you know highest deaths as well it just made me kind of take a step back and go who the heck am i i'm a white privileged fella top of the pyramid heterosexual all the things you know going from in my life you know, I really do need to step right back here. And as you rightfully said, have a greater consciousness and awareness of just other beings and mm. cultures and what they've gone through. And it just made me go, okay, that's it. That's what I needed to hear. I forget yeah, being I'm furious. Totally, mate. I mean, if anyone's going to be furious, it's got to be those fellas. You know, a thriving civilization of 60,000 years and the crap they're still going through to this day. Mm. I mean, that's why it is so important to see the Black Lives Matters and these mo- uh, movements. And, mm. and again, but it's, it's white blokes like you and me who have been privileged, we have, mm. and mm. we've just got to be better and we need to encourage people to be better and have these conversations comfortably and openly with family to make them better. Because mm. then as we, if we all get better, we all start caring a bit more and start thinking about all the other issues going on rather than just our, you know, little life social moment needs and all the rest of it. So anyway, look... Um, and that, No, but that's, that's, that's what I mean. Like that, that brings it back into collective consciousness. So removing yourself from the equation. So... For me, like with anything that I do, um, vegan, uh, even shaving off half my beard, uh, which I would never hesitate once before doing, for me, that, that really does not have a significant impact on my life. I never think twice going, oh, no, that's going to uh, detrimentally affect this, this and this. I purely do it because I believe that that is my moral obligation as a human being who is on a planet, who is on his only home. That planet is our home. People that get so pent up with their huge McMansions or whatever or their Wi-Fi, they're addicted to their cars, like whatever it may be, their tangible wealth. It's got nothing to do with that in this day and age. It's purely everything intangible that we don't really have connection with anymore because it's been bred out through our indoctrination. Um, And 
for me, the, the biggest step that I ever took was uh, learning to, I guess, like uh, break down my ego. And your ego, like you just spelled out beautifully, your ego isn't necessarily, I'm the, I'm the best, I'm the coolest, I deserve this. It can also be being in a state of depression. Oh, I'm depressed. I don't want to help. I don't think there's any need. I can't help. I can't do it. Like that's also relying on yourself. So as soon as you remove yourself from, I guess, any kind of uh, way of thought and you bring it back to the earth as a whole being a collective consciousness and every vibration on this planet needs to be in harmony and sync for it to be thriving as a whole is ultimately the end goal. That'll take time as we know, but I will run out of time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's awesome that you touched on that because so many people I think come to that realization and they think to themselves, like, what am I going to do? The amount of people that I've had talk to me saying, Oh, what's me going vegan going to do? Mate, a ripple start. Yeah. Heaps. And, and, I mean, and, and I think you said it mentioned it before is like, you know, and I figured out pretty quickly, like, and honestly, if you're not depressed about what's going on in the state of the planet and our wildlife and everything at the moment, there is something seriously wrong with you. You ain't human. Right? So, I mean, but then there's that level of where then you can go too far to being pessimistic and it's all stuffed, which is what I hear a lot of. Oh, I know we're stuffed, mate. Well, it's like, well, that's no bloody excuse. That's, that, that's just a cop out. That's the easy option out just to say, oh, I know we are. But he's going to carry on in this pretend bubble that because everything's aren't right. So no. then it's, that's why with I think really what we've tried to do is say, look, you know, yes, it's okay to feel like this, but hey, this is how you can channel that energy, channel that frustration, depression, anger, anxiety, put it into this where you can get a tangible outcome. But again, you'd be very surprised as how many people will have a chat to you and engage and sort of then you know you are changing minds and thought processes and. I mean, I think when you can turn around and go, look, we're saving the world's oldest rainforest, Gondwana land rainforest, for as little as $2.50 a square metre. Mm. You know, a coffee or even a bad coffee. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, 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 it's a no-brainer. Like, it really is. And I hate using that word because that's what the right tenant It's a no-brainer. But this is really, I mean, in a way, we shouldn't have to be doing this, but we are. And it's creating communities, allowing people to come together. Um, and I think just on that note as well was, um, you know, just knowing that we are in alliance and listening to traditional owners, like we're being, you know, um, cons- consulted by them with how they want to go about it. And this property that we're purchasing for the Google Yellow and Ginger Mob, mm. um, which the Jabalina Yellow and Ginger Aboriginal Corporation will be managing to awesome. go onto uh, World Heritage National Parks in the mm. Daintree, um, mm. so Daintree National Park. I mean, it's pretty incredible. That's a pretty awesome, tangible outcome to say $220,000, we can protect this. And that's one of potentially another hundred other lots we can do to expand Daintree National Park, support the Great Barrier Reef, support traditional owners, support the Daintree, support our climate, support rain, support, you know, it's endless, threatened endangered species. So um, anyway, yeah, it's, it's, that's where I feel people then can get excited and energized. I mean, you could probably say that's what gets me excited is just going, yep. Oh, big time. Yeah. yeah. And it comes back to it. Like, I, like pe- yeah, people are very, um, I guess, pessimistic or they're, they're not very willing to accept the information that you give. And we live in a society now where all the information is out there. You just have to go seeking it unless you want to keep your ignorance blinkers on. And that's totally fine if that's how you want to live. But I highly suggest you don't do that because that entails being a terrible human being. Well, you're here. Uh, what do you give back? Do something. Yeah, that's right. You're here. That's it. And like you, like, um, like you said, it, it, it takes a conversation with someone to open their curiosity and expand their mind a little bit. Um, 
and moving away from it being just like in their head, some kind of conspiracy or some kind of, oh, that's just inevitable. Like, no, it's not inevitable. Um, a, being vegan is not a conspiracy anymore. We like 100% know that it is uh, necessary for the world. Environmentalism yeah. isn't a far-fetched ideal because we can, like you've proven, make radical, and I'm saying radical because it's, it's shifting what the developers and things want to do, um, change to the environment that needs to be changed for the betterment of society. And you've actually gone out and shown and proven those, oh, you're not going to be able to do anything kind of people that you can have a huge impact, not only in, on yourself. And I always say it's got nothing to do with me. It's yeah. the traditional owners that are there. It's everyone. It's your friends and family. And it's at the end of the day, Mother Earth and all the ecology that exists on this land, which yeah. is not our we, we in no way, shape or form, and I don't know how we developed it, this godlike status where we can deem anything in our power if we deem it uh, to say yes or no, that we have the power to do so. And what you've done is, is beautiful and, and you've actually torn down that, I guess, uh, artificial war that, uh, war that was instilled in our way of thinking. And yeah, kudos to you, man, because what you've done is, is superior. Thanks, mate. Well, look, we, we've never seen it that way. We've, we're always seen it like the link in a tree or a tree branch, sorry. Like, you mm. know, we're one tree and we're all, ideally we just want to branch out to as many other good connecting trees and mm. you know, even connect that mycelium where we're all connected as one. Like, you know, that, that's sort of our metaphor. We're, we're only as powerful as the next person or the next tree. Um, yeah, and, you know, that's, that's how we see it. And look, long-term, mate, Sure, we're doing Dane Tree, and last year we did the Amazon um, buyback. We helped protect 185,000 acres, which is pretty impressive. We're stoked with that. Um, you know, ideally, what we want to do is we want to be a fundraiser for people both locally and globally. So, if they want to do regen, jump up and create a half cut campaign. If you want to do, you know, help protect, you know, um, like I mean, because again, that word development. You know, if it's not mining, if it's not you know big developers, you know, and as we know, it's big, big, um, you know, land clearing. It's, we want to help empower people because so many of these campaigns were so spread so thin, uh, mm. where ideally we want to help fundraise for these projects. Um, if it's community building, if it's, you know, actually trees in the ground or ensuring, you know, we can um, change the laws and legislation because, I mean, mm. that at the end of the day is where we really needed to be at is, you know, a, a real... But then again, people have got to vote and they've got to vote for the right people. And they've got to be educated and not just follow... Oh yeah, yeah, they're all right. Or they're good for the economy. I mean, people need to get educated in so many different levels and ways. And um, you know, our system at the moment makes people feel, you know, um, that they don't have time or the energy or want to commit to it, or they're just lazy. They don't want to really find out what their politician really stands for and their ethics and their values. And um, anyway, it's uh, we'll see at the moment. I'll tell you right now, gas is definitely not the way to reboot the economy. It's the uh, complete opposite. Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing. At the end of the day, like, um, I mean, A, I just want to add in, in here as well because I know a lot of people are sceptical about organisations. Um, Half Cut is not like uh, or Greenpeace or other organisations which may have uh, money going into their pockets through animal agriculture industries like we've seen in uh, many documentaries where they don't actually publish any evidence of uh, a vegan diet having an impact on our environment. And they, they've tried to set up meetings with these uh, head of these organisations which say that they are looking after our planet and our wildlife and, and us inevitably, but you can't schedule meetings with them. They, they try and reject the idea that uh, a diet could change anything. 
Uh, but I just wanted to go out here and say that you have 100% no one chucking things in your pockets. Um, everything that no, you're... We're, <laughs> we're, we're all passionate, lunatic, unpaid volunteers. That's the way we uh, say it. Uh, no, which it's a cool thing. And like everything yeah. that you say is from your heart and everything that you say is how you live and breathe. Um, you and your partner yeah. both are such amazing earthlings and I think that's amazing. And everyone kind of can see that. Uh, and, and moving on, like jumping over, over ship now, um, what are some exciting big names that are going half cut over the next three days? Oh, wowzers. Yeah, it's, um, we've got a couple of great earthlings getting on and doing um, the half cut stuff. But yeah, just quickly as well, just what you were saying before, like yeah. we're always looking for legends like yourself, um, you know, Alex, and you know, we're, everyone's an ambassador with half cut. And if you've got skill sets that you know that can help make the organization grow, we want you. We really are a community org. That's, you know, that, that's where our mindset is. That's where our constitution's at. Um, so yeah, more than more, Mary would be, uh, be awesome. And people do ask, what do you get paid for doing, Jimmy? If you can't, because obviously I couldn't like this teaching for two years. Um, so I am the Sydney coordinator uh, for Lock the Gate. So I lobby against big mining companies um, and or predominantly Origin Energy at the moment who are fracking the Northern Territory. 51% of the territory open up for fracking. It's outrageous. Yeah. Uh, a Narrabri gas project here in Sydney. So that mm. is my paid job to lobby councils and... Um, yeah. Yeah, people to get on with that. Um, yeah, yeah so quickly, funny you mention that because I um, did mention. Uh, well, I, I I'm pretty much say your name every single day, but I said it to someone recently, and they go, "Oh yeah, but like, what's he getting paid? Like, he obviously gets something out of it." And I said, "No, he d doesn't get anything out of it. Like, you can go and look up his background. Like, you can see what his uh, main job is. I'm pretty sure he'd tell you if you asked him." But it is like a lot of people start these organizations to try and get some enrichment for their own lives. And your enrichment is being able to help the bloody environment. Yeah. And, and the people, like, honestly, the people I've been able to meet and engage with yes. uh, have been incredible. And that's what keeps it going. Um, I mean, look, I really walk and I live and breathe it, walk and talk. And like, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up and I'll be doing this till midnight at night. You know, I, you know the, I just, there's no switch off. That's the thing. There is, I think there is no switch off. Yeah, so it's pretty much this is all things, you know, conservation and forest and this is all things open cut mining and, you know, aquifer destruction and water pollution. I mean, the list just go on. Um, but, yeah, so some of the big awesome names have got coming up, um, apart from your mighty good self, sir. Um, we, we've got um, Paul West. He's one of our ambassadors for Half Cut. Um, so he's going Half Cut on Sunday. Yep. Uh, he's actually having a race against Sam Hargrave. So Sam Hargrave's the um, director of extraction, which I think something like in the first four weeks, had 99 million views on Netflix. Um, so yeah, wouldn't that be a nice corporate to get on board Netflix for every click saving, you know, a, a square meter of the Dane tree working on it. Um, so yeah, so Sam Hargrave's and um, Paul, uh, Paul West, they're having a shave off. Uh, Costa Georgie artist will be there. He won't be doing his half cut. He'll be doing his half nature beard. Murray Lowe's dirt girl. Uh, ABC as well. Um, she'll be doing her nature crown, and uh, yeah, look, you know, that's just some great people joining us on Sunday to have a chat. Um, and sorry, Sam's partner Rachel, she's going to be doing her half cut look. She's left a bit of a surprise for us. Okay. So yeah, if anyone's free and available to fundraising event on Sunday, yeah, uh, one thirty p.m. half cut on the couch. Uh, yep. Where then the following week, the thirtieth, where we'll have you on, good sir, uh, and chatting. That's where we get everyone doing it collectively. So everyone's got the clippers, the coloring, their braiding. Yep. Yeah. You know, whatever they want, it's just like a half-cut event for everyone to go wild. And hopefully hopefully by then we'll um, have the $220,000 oh, raised. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, no, and you're only 90,000 away and uh, yeah. it's, it's growing rapidly and you just hit 130,000 like you just said earlier, uh, which is awesome. Now, moving away from half cut, um, trying to remove the attachment that you have with it, let's go yep. into you as a raw person. So um, what made you uh, go vegan? Let's talk about that because that's predominantly what I love to talk about as well. And yep. after I understand why you went vegan i'll ask you a few other questions but you and your partner are vegan as well right yeah yeah both me and jess yeah um may look i studied first as a health teacher pdhpe teacher um so even then doing all the nutrition and getting the information i was a bit curious about you know the nutritional side of things and made just different doors in life i was going to go actually go off and be a nutritionist but um didn't you know so whatever but yeah, so part of it was obviously the health impact, um, the impact to the planet and wildlife in general and just wild, and animals. Um, you know, what have we got? 70 billion owned animals for human consumption. It's just outrageous. Mm. Um, so that sentient being sort of um, connection of, you know, I've always been deeply um, connected mm. uh, and, you know, um, sensitive probably is a better word for it. Um, and I'm, I wear that as a badge of honour. I think if you're not oh, yeah. sensitive to an animal being killed for you to shove in your mouth at that mass production level with all the impacts to the environment, water, blood, the weight, everything, there's something wrong with you, mm. uh, in my opinion. So you know, I'll say that yeah. openly. Um, I'm so, sorry I care. <laughs> um, so, uh, sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Um, so, look, that was sort of where it kicked off and then really it wasn't until we are in South America. Um, uh, it sort of was then I went, right, enough's enough. When I actually, and I could have done it in Australia, but I was naive and stupid then. Um, I could have seen in Australia just the level of clearing here. But you tend to think of Australia as the cleanest greenest destination on the planet which it should be and could be but no sorry we're actually not uh yeah, we're basically a quarry quote have you, seen, have you seen dominion oh well, i haven't been out of that's yeah with james um aspie i haven't had the um energy to watch it yet mate yeah it's, it's um, very very hard to watch i got 13 minutes yeah. all in my eyes that's Look, like, someone wants to see that it actually does happen in australia because everything was filmed in australia yeah, uh, yeah. So a lot of people say all oh, those factory farms don't happen here we don't let our agriculture run into the water like yeah. 90% of the degradation on the Great Barrier Reef has just come out and been published. It's yep. from beef farming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and the bloody sugar cane. And like, I mean, well, I remember learning this back when I was doing geography back, you know, 2000 and freaking 2000. Sorry, 2000. Um, like, and it's just heartbreaking to think the stuff I was learning then is still kicking up now, but it's worse. And look, here's the thing, right? Like I mentioned before I worked for Lock the Gate. Um, I don't work for Lock the Gate to support the farmers necessarily. I support the communities with water, protecting water, keeping coal and gas in the ground. Mm. I've had head, big headbutts with farmers saying, oh, well, you know, it's our land, we can do what we want. It's like, well, no, you can't then say that and want to pay out when mm. there's a horrendous drought when you're part of the bloody problem. You can't have it both ways. Like, seriously. And if you're serious about saying you don't do this on your property with your wildlife, open the gates. Let people come in and see it. But that's the thing. We know there's a deep, dark, you know, uh, shocking um, truth behind it. And, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, look, back to, I haven't seen the film. I, I probably should, but just the um, – I'm pretty much aware of just how uh, horrendous it is. And, well, you're vegan. You don't need to see it. That's the thing. Nah, but yeah. it's the people that need to see that it actually does happen. And it, it, is, it is awful. And there is just such a massive sense of cognitive dissonance between people, which, in case you don't know what that is, it's – you genuinely have a juxtaposition between your beliefs and what you, uh, what is actually happening. Um, and that, it's such a shame to see because a lot of people will say, oh, with, with a piece of steak on their plate, I love my dog so much. 
cognitive dissonance 101. Like you're eating a being which is as intelligent, if not more, and just as worthy of life, just as sentient, uh, yet you'll destroy that. And and then people that say that they really, really care about the environment, but they'll be going and having like a McDonald's hamburger or they'll just be having a steak bought in Woolworths. And and like you said, like, sorry that you care, like, sorry, not sorry. I think it's the most masculine thing to actually come out and openly say that, that you care about our environment because that is the most masculine thing that you can actually do is to care yeah. about your home and everything that exists on it. The thing and you, you, you touched on before, mate, like I've yet to meet one person who doesn't go out and take a photo of a beautiful location they're in, you know what I mean, when they're on holidays. They don't take it of ride tip or a, a, a bloody estuary because of, you know, um, you know all, all the horrendous... Um, uh, oh, the algae that's been released. Sorry, I'm referring to the Murray-Darling Basin River there. You know what I mean? Like, it's, these are the things. That we, you don't see people doing their little selfies like, oh, look at me here. It's mm. always in a beautiful landscape, yet they're not willing to step, you know, step it up and protect them or, as you said, hold a cute, beautiful animal, yet they're able to shove another one down their, their throat. Uh, for me, or, yeah, look, I, I don't know. Like, I, think, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because it's, um, it's hard, but, hey, it mm. should be. I mean, it's going to get harder if we don't take immediate action um you know uh, change is hard change is hard for anything yeah of course you try and tell an alcoholic to quit drinking like everyone will say kudos to you man well done but if if you say hey i quit eating meat and contributing to the biggest environmental degradation on our earth people go oh well why would you do that you're going to get sick you're going to get unhealthy mate i couldn't care less if i got sick and unhealthy if i was knowing that i'm ensuring the future of my planet which you're not going to get sick and unhealthy being a vegan because there's two protein deficient vegans speaking to you right now. And we're up and <laughs> yeah. Don't we look horrendous, mate. <laughs> and I mean, if you can grow a bloody beard like that, there's obviously no mineral deficiencies in your body. Uh, it's mate. I don't know. Like this is the thing. I think as we said, like I look at a lot of people who are vegan and they look bloody good. They look healthy. They seem to be, you know, um, you know, a good, good physical sort of presence as well. And just, just everything, you know, like, um, I don't know. Like, I, 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 so you're bringing me back to a conversation I had with a mate who's just had another kid. And again, like, you know, just not, not engaged at all with um, sort of the climate and thinks it's still all just conspiracies. It's like, yeah. mate, you know what? I wish we were wrong. Yeah. I wish what we were doing. But I mean, how is it like, you know, go, go and jump on a satellite and look at the destruction to deforestation or the temperatures that NASA. And again, and, and that's what worries me. It's a, that sort of whole disconnect of, no, you're just radicals. So, no, well, I think you're a radical. To be saying that and not listening to science, stop putting the, pointing the finger at us left-leaning, bleeding-heart greenies. What are you then? A meat, meathead, bogan, idiot, disengaged, fuckwit? You know what I mean? Like, sorry for swearing. But nah. really, it's just like enough's enough. Like, how much more do you need to... And look, at the end of the day, mate, I'm not the one procreating. I ain't having kids because I know how bad it is. You're the one having them. You're the one that's going to bloody go and tell them what you did or didn't do. So, oh, yeah. you know, like that's where I just sort of, you, you know, you kind of go, wow, that's really what we're set up against, you know, mm-hmm. um, self-indulging opinions that will no, will no science background or facts to it. And, that, and that's it. it. It's self-indulgence and it, it comes back to the whole removing yourself of that ego and being selfless. Like when did uh, being selfish become the new norm and the new popular? I mean, everyone <laughs> in this day and age is trying to get something from someone. And I, and I, I see it almost every day. Like, with, with connections or just chance meetings, whoever you meet, they're trying to grovel something off you. And if you're not someone of recognition or someone of importance or you don't have yeah. anything to give anyone, they don't care who your name is. And that's why that, a big thing for me is never really like just blurting out the fact that I have a law degree, for example, or a business degree, or that I'm looking at to go do postgrad medicine because 
I don't want to be be judged off that bureaucracy crap. Like, I just don't believe that that changes me as a human being in one iota. The only reason, and I spoke about this with my friend who pursued his kickboxing career as a vegan, um, the main thing for me is I purely study those things for credibility mm. for those ignorant, bogan people with their heads up their own asses. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't get it otherwise because I don't think it changed me as a human being. It gave me a piece of paper which allows me to legally do something, but it didn't change my beliefs or my opinions. If anything, it kind of just indoctrinated me into the complete and utter, uh, I guess, negative way of living and being in that perpetual cycle of, uh, I guess, just working for my own betterment. And that's not in one way, shape or form that I want to do. Like I never want to just work for me. I want to be able to work for the planet and, and, and work for the enrichment of uh, all animal life um, and welfare, as well as humans, like the mistreatment of um, the elderly in nursing homes, for example. My grandma gets fed ice cream and party pies. Um, we have since intervened and we, we obviously make sure that she only has pretty much a plant-based diet um, and cooks all her own food. So she's quite independent, but yeah, there's all these things which is utter bigotry to me. Like, I just don't understand it. And the reason why I guess I'm, I'm leaning into uh, law for one and um, uh, medicine is so I can A, go up against these doctors and go, hey, well, guess what? I also have a law degree. Ha, huh, I'm better than you. Not really. <laughs> but that's the kind of sense. And having a law degree. So, mate, Q, if you ever need help, like I said, with um, half cut, you got to call me up. Yeah, I'll yeah. Well, I mean, Absolutely. Yeah. But to be able to go up against these big macho dudes that buff their chest out and walk around in their nice suits that have, and their leather shoes, which is the back of someone's animal, um, it, it just baffles me. And I want to use my, I guess, in that way, shape or form powers to be able to go up against those guys and go, you know what, like, I know that you think you're doing the right thing and I'm here to educate you and hopefully change your opinion because that's all it is. It, it's simply planting those seeds and allowing growth to flourish in an, in, in, in an individual uh, to help them realize that what they're doing is um, essentially negative. And I'm sure that you've run into this a lot, even maybe with family. I mean, they seem like they've got their heads screwed on, but yeah. I come up against it time and time again. A lot of my family are, are cattle farmers, for example. Um, so my pop and his, uh, well, he's deceased now, but he, his partner she'd always be like, Oh, Alex, you're going to get skinny. You need to have some steak. Like you need to do this. You need to have like, whatever it is, like just very old ways of thinking. And, um, we're lifelong learners. I mean, we live every day and a new day is a new day. Why don't we treat learning with the same kind of capacity? New, New information all the time. Um, and look, I think that's the thing. It's such a cultural embedded thing. And funny enough, mate, like my family were farming background as well. Mm. Um, but you know, like, and this is the thing, like that was the times of Australia. Oh, yeah. Like they were proud to come in and clear the forests and put in, you know, that was the times. But now in the new times where we know we can be healthier, stronger, better environment, better mm-hmm. connectivity, all of the other great social license. So, mm-hmm. I mean, look, I don't know. I mean, I think what is it? 700% increase in 2017 with veganism. So, I mean, oh, yeah. when, you start, when you start to hear stuff like that, you kind of go, we're, we're getting there. We're, the trends are really yeah. you know, pushing you know, in our favor. If you considered it as a business, which, I mean, it, I guess it kind of is. Yeah, of course. Those companies, it is to date the largest growing company mm. ever to have existed. Which is great. Which makes me then, you know, that's where the hope's at is again as well. It's like, okay, 
people are getting this and now it's just like, okay, now we need people to go that next step and get more educated with voting, uh, engage in community, go and go to one of their council meetings and try and get their council to go 100% renewable energy, get bloody half cut, do everything and anything we can because, I mean, the reality is, what is it? Um, you know, International Governmental Panel on Climate Change has said now less than seven years before it's irreversible runaway climate chaos. So mm. when you're saying before about being courageous, it's like now's the time. Be oh, yeah. courageous <laughs> and, you know, make it happen. Mate, and you said it beautifully just there. Start local. Um, I mean, and anyone that listens to this, they can go check out Jimmy and I'm sure he'd always answer a question where you can ask whether you can go to a local uh, government or ask for help or what you can do for your local environment because you're well embedded in that industry. But mm. that's my biggest thing. Like people, people want to change the world these days, but um, people only want the glory of having changed the world. No one wants to start small mm. scale because... The small community is where the world is going to change. And if you can't change the small community, well, there's not going to be a ripple effect. And I think it's beautiful what you do, man. Yeah, I mean, look, mate, it's the amount of good people I meet who I go, look, stand and run for council because council can make really quick changes really fastly. Uh, I mean, I've now up to my eighth council going 100% renewable energy in New South Wales. So, you know, again, I don't tell a lot of people about this. This is just my work that I get paid to do, um, which I love. Um, as well, like as I said, for me, it's it's multifaceted, many interconnecting layers. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, it's stuff like that, like you know, because you can make really quick decisions, and motions can be passed for the betterment of you know, and to keep further coal and gas in the ground, uh, mm. and you know, less utility bills for yourself as well to pay council rates, and councils have a better, um, a lower yeah. bill as well. So I mean, look, it's just these things. Yeah, like I don't know, like it's it'd just be great to see a lot more people standing and running and um, but then you know, without that oh but it's broken system it's like well it's broken at the moment absolutely it's broken um, but in saying that it's a diplomatic process so we can't really say it is um, mm. but is it um, but if, I think if we had more good people you know standing running together building community power and like having you know, numbers of people like what a difference it could probably make but we need people to be brave courageous go out there and do it um, as I said, yeah, definitely act like, you know, think locally, act globally, act, uh, think globally, act locally, definitely for sure. Yeah. I really like that. Like listening to you speak, like you are a true environmentalist, but if someone was listening um, and I mean, people do listen, <laughs> I hope, um, no. Um, what would you <laughs> give advice to say like a young person listening or, Hey, it doesn't even really matter of age because you're never too old to do anything. Um, I always treat things like a bug's life. I mean, those cockroaches that were trying to like kill all those little ants, what did they do? Well, they, they stood up in numbers and then they were able to defeat the cockroaches. Yeah. They didn't have the numbers. Same thing goes. But if you could give like a, a word of advice to a young kind of um, sustainable environmentalist who really wants to um, make a change without just holding up a sign at a protest, because that's all well yeah. and good, but how can they make tangible change? Yeah, I mean, I look, I think... We're in a uh, place right now where there is so many organisations. You know, sure, we can be a hypocrite and criticised for that, but I think our game was to be a fundraiser for other incredible charities doing great work as well. Um, I, I think try and pick one thing that you're really, really passionate about and go fully hard at it. Um, you know, find these other groups. Um, look, let volunteer with them because, you know, a lot of these groups, like we're, we're a completely volunteer-run uh, organisation. Um, a lot of them are totally underskilled and you could come up with something great you can you know, bring to the team and then that's your slice. You can then know, hey, that was me. I'd, that was my slice of the pie. Um, so it's stuff like that. Yeah, like, you know, pick it, pick, pick one thing, not several things. Go hard at it. Go long with it. Um, find different allies you never thought you could link with, um, you know, and 
yeah, that that's sort of my bit of advice there. I mean, there is, there's there's so much more you could be you know that could be said, but that's probably the best thing I could say for now. And um, you know, continue to voice your concerns and um, you know keep on challenging people to be better and to give back and to give back to the earth. Just you know, come on, well, even even us, right? People get on and hip, you know, who are listening will go, oh, look at them, they've got a hat and they've been on the internet using electricity. It's like, well, yeah, hey, you know what? I wish. Um, that, you know, the electricity here was run off solar renewables, which it can be and should be. I mean, we've, we have actually the highest boom in renewables uh, mm. on rooftops in, a, in the world is actually in Australia, which a lot of people don't know that. Um, mm. It should be everyone, though. Um, and, again, governments need to support that, local governments. Um, yeah, and sure, you know, um, I was saying hats and merch before, but, like, you know, it's a means to an end. You know, uh, there is... They're picking data to make themselves feel better often. Like, that's how, that's how I noticed. <laughs> And, it, yeah. and, it, and it's true, like everyone will do it, even when I'm, um, obviously, because I'm a vegan um, and you are too, but I'll, I'll be doing something and someone will go, oh, but that's probably not a vegan or, or that, avoc- that avocado may have killed a bee. And you know what? That may have been the truth. But for me, the word veganism means actually consciously creating an effort to make as little impact as you can. It doesn't mean eradicating it because we don't live in a society where we can eradicate it. Same with the actual definition of environmentalist. It's the same, it's the same thing, consciously reducing your impact on this earth. It doesn't mean eradicating it because otherwise you wouldn't be able to voice the message. These are the means to the end, like you just said. Um, and I, I think that's beautiful. But also touching back on when you said just focus on one thing, I think that's really, really important because um, when I, I guess, focused on one thing, you, you often find that, that, that one big passion actually ties in those other things mm. really beautifully um, in such an organic way and you can link it all. So like me, like mental health, veganism and environmentalist, um, they're my kind of three key messages and they all tie so beautifully in with each other. Um, and, and like yourself, like everything you do, it, it just is so... Um, it's well, I mean, look, the reality is there's so much to pick from. You could just go crazy thinking about what to do. And you yeah. do see that. You see people jumping from one to the next to the next to the next. And I was the same and I kind of went, okay. So, if, I mean, if there wasn't any young listeners, it's like just try and hone in on one thing and just try and go really direct with that. And, you know, if, you know it doesn't mean you don't let other things in, but just really try and keep on that path is, yeah, a little bit of, yeah, just my advice. I oh, know, it's good <laughs> advice. Leave it. Yeah. And two other things I just wanted to touch on. Um, one... I mean, for anyone that's just listening, uh, Jimmy is a, he's a very handsome fella. He's got half a beard. Um, he's got beautiful blue eyes, uh, very white teeth, very white eyes as well. Now, how do you, uh, how did being vegan and going vegan make you feel? Like, did it make you feel any different or did it make you feel better, make you feel worse? What was your experience? Look, I think there could have been a period of maybe six months I was feeling, you know, just a little bit off the edge. But honestly, mate, I don't think... Um, like, you know, like I'm a has-been now. I had a crack at, you know, different sports back in the day. Mm. I just wish I knew this when I was younger because yeah. my energy levels, like people go, how do you do full-time lock the gate, then do half-cut charity and then, you know, your personal life stuff. It's like if I, if I, if I wasn't vegan, I don't think I could be able to do it. And that's my honest opinion. Oh, that's I just, awesome. that simple up. as that, yeah. How good is that? Um, now, t- coming back to our, our half-cut, what is your, what is your like vision for the future? I mean, I obviously know, I personally know kind of in one way, shape or form, but like what is, uh, yeah, your vision or your goal or how can people listening really help you achieve this? Mate, I think um, the long-term vision is, you know, we almost are a tangible outcome-based 
um, organization um, that's global. So people can be doing this in their backyards, you know, uh, for certain exercises and tree planting to big, massive tree planting. So the reality is, yeah, we, uh, we want to plant millions and millions of trees and protect our last remaining forest. That's just sort of the two halves of it. Um, yeah, look, mate, and just for, for people to actually feel that they're making a difference by mm. knowing how much carbon they're um, you know, either sequestration and protecting, how much water they're helping protect, um, you know, threatened endangered species, you know, and for people to be like, okay, I am giving back. We, we really just want people to have that platform to feel like they're giving back. Because at the end of the day, I, I can't stand how everything's about money and it still is. And even our charity, sadly, is about money. I mean, look, I used to say we want to be the Movember for the environment or the world's greatest yeah. shave who have raised a billion dollars, you know, in 18 years of operation. I mean, but then I look at that and I go, well, the tangibility and what we could do would be huge. Mm. Um, but mm. again, it's a monetary system. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think if anything, I just want to keep on challenging people to be better, to mm. continue to think about their carbon footprint, how they can reduce it. You know, I mean, mate, as we know, the solutions are there. We've now just got to implement them at a mass scale. And we're seeing that like veganism. And mm. I think people are now starting to come on with seeing the droughts, the fire. I mean, oh. no one wants further pandemics, but the reality is this is just the beginning. This is the warm up. Because, uh, you know, we've forgotten the climate crisis. That's the bigger wave. <laughs> so it's almost like, you know, um, as we were saying before, be brave, be courageous. And what have creative. you got to lose? You know, and creative, yeah. yeah. Do it your yeah, way. Like, it. Yeah. yeah, you've got nothing to lose at the end of the day. Like, um, and, and like you said, like something really beautiful that I, I really connected with you, especially um, is when you said, hey, man, are you in for the long term? And me, whenever I start anything, um, whether that be... I don't know, something as simple as fitness or, or whatever it may be, um, or reading a book. Like, I'm always in it for the long run. Um, and I, I think that's something that we've lost touch with in this day and age. Everything's instant yeah, gratification. Quick, I mean, obviously, yeah. with Instagram, I can't – I don't have a leg to stand on. Obviously, I use Instagram, but I try and use my platform for only my given, uh, I guess, causes that I'm trying to raise awareness for. Sure, I cop a lot of flack, lose a lot of followers every day, gain a whole bunch of new ones that are like, hell yeah, this guy is like vegan, cutting half his beard, still is able to maintain a healthy lifestyle. And so one thing for me is like you really on the word, on the day that I met you were like, hey man, like if, if you want to be involved and you want to be an ambassador, you need to be here for the long term. And I think that's like the most beautiful thing that's just so organic within you because it's just so lost. Well, mate, at the end of the day, like, human beings were a, a, a social connecting sort of well i mean look 97 percent of our dna comes from chimpanzees look how we're bloody treating them it's deplorable anyway but i mean for me mate if it's not going to be having relationships and long-term goals to go hey how great was that you know what i mean i look and go well what what is the point mm-hmm. um you know we are here for such a short time we want to make sure we're doing it with the right people and we want to build a, on this journey collectively with some just brilliant outcomes for all species on the planet so um, I guess all I can do is encourage as many people to sort of say, hey, who, who wouldn't want to be part of that? Oh, um, I, think, I, I, think, I think we're pretty cool, man. I think we're all right. <laughs> I think I'm cool. Like, I rock around it with like, pride. Like, I, I, I do anything that I do with veganism, environmentalists, like, whatever it is, I do it with pride yeah. because at the end of the day, like, I think, obviously, I don't put myself on a pedestal. I don't think I'm better than anyone. I think I'm... Yeah, totally. I think I have the same life worth as your little dog in the background right now. <laughs> there he is. Naughty, <laughs> walkie, chalky. Yeah. Like, come on, Dad, what are you doing? Stop chatting. Oh, he's, he's fed up. He's, totally, he's, he's done. He's like, stop chatting. Take me for a walk. 
Which um, maybe, maybe we just touch on. Uh, Jimmy, you actually, just quickly, just to show how great of a human you are, do you want to run, run us through the story that you told me last time about these two dogs, if you have time? Which one? Oh, God, there's been so many. Which one? What was the Well, well the two that was on uh, Facebook for zero dollars. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look, just out, right? Yeah, so as soon as the, um, the COVID really went into full swing, mm-hmm. uh, my, my better half, Jess, saw them on Gumtree for zero dollars. And because we've always taken on rescue dogs, that's just what we've always done from Kelpies to Irish Wolfhounds to cattle dogs, you name it. Um, yeah. That's just been our thing. Yeah. And yeah, these two beautiful little moo-moos. Um, yeah, freaking zero dollars. So, and look, I can't, he was a family guy, but either mm. way, so um, still managed to breed them, which is illegal mm. for those type of dogs. Like they're red-nosed American snows of pit bulls for Christ's sakes. Um, so anyway, we took them, taken them on and we've had them ever since. So, um, which again, you know, even with me, with my conscience, like, you know, I know animals have such an impact on the environment. I know that they need, unfortunately, to still be fed, you know, meat. I mean, like, you know, I just, there is this com- really conflicting, like I'm always so two halves about it. I mean, and at, at the end of the day, these poor dogs, um, you know, they, they are owned and slaves to human beings. They're not being able to do what they want to do. Um, you know, and then the other flip side of it, the ones that are doing what they want to do out in the wild, they're causing such huge impact to our last remaining wildlife. Look, you know, this is where, man, I flip a coin and go, right, what the heck do you do? Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, and that's it. And, and and say, like, my, um, my partner has a, like a, a Cavalier King Charles, which is obviously a bred species and I don't agree with it. Um, but yeah. at the end of the day, like I, a really beautiful flip side, which I, I once I was listening to someone, I think it was James Aspie actually. Um, and he said, mate, I don't treat these as pets and I don't even call them pets. I call them family. And I think that's a really cool way to look at it because they're yeah, there. Totally. We're already hey, going to be there. By the way, how the hell do we get James half cut? He should definitely, we should get him on board somehow. Yeah, mate, we what's, should. What's the strategy there? Yeah, well, I could, I could Come actually. Come on, get, James. Slide into his DMs and be like, Come on, mate. It's not about, you don't do much. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, mate. Next, that's his next challenge. I think he's well. He hasn't spoken for a year. Yeah, he didn't speak uh, for a year. He's, he's done a few other up bends, coast. This is his next. He's due for one. He's yeah, hashtag James good. James Halfcat. Come on, mate. Yeah, that, that's that'd be cool. And he, he could really uh, get on board with the the vegans that are doing it. Which is yourself, me, uh, your lovely partner Dara. Uh, oh, yep, yep, yep. Simon's, is Simon going to go uh, halfcut? Yeah, look, I think he's got a little sneaky thing, special and surprise, which I'm allowed to talk about yet. So he's doing something. Yeah, yeah. but stay tuned. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, because that'll be cool. Um, and yeah, so, so maybe we should, should get James on board, get a few other vegans going. But um, okay. yeah, no, no, it is one of those things. And um, it comes back to like the, the sentience. Like I don't, I don't value my life as uh, your dogs or, or, or a, cow in a cow in a paddock. Um, so yeah, it's always about walking around with pride, like knowing that you're doing something for the right cause. Cause at the end of the day, um, in, in our, in our day anyway, it's better to be in the minority than the majority because the majority are always doing something wrong. Um, which is unfortunate until the system is changed and the majority can be the absolute pinnacle and you can be bloody running it cause you're doing a great job. Um, <laughs> I think that would be awesome. But, uh, yeah, is. I mean, I've had a pretty good chat with you right now. And I really think that people, uh, I think, are encouraged by you. Um, I've had so many random people um, donate to the, my group is called Eco Wanderers. You can donate to the group as a whole, not one individual, for example, which I think is also cool. Yeah. Um, it's removing that, like, I've raised such and such. So Yeah, yeah. it's that total connected, like, collectiveness. That's what we're about, collectiveness, doing this together. So, 
Yeah, and um, I've had some really cool people that I would never have thought in a million years uh, would have donated, and I've also seen people that I thought would have donated not donated. Yeah. Um, so, so it is really cool, and it and it just goes to show that there are people always wanting to contribute. And if I can like just bounce an idea, if you like, I always think that people are very intimidated by uh, our society because the only people that ever get some kind of attention are the ones that are super artificial. They've only got their aesthetic kind of pleasing attributes. Um, and they always think, oh, well, what am I going to be able to do? How am I going to be able to do that? No one's going to watch me do this. But I mean, through your experience alone, like people are always willing. And like you said, people will come up, have a chat, be interested and maybe go half cut themselves. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's me and that's you. Totally. That's it, mate. It's uh, real, real, raw, a little bit messy, but all good. How the, how the world is at the moment. <laughs> it, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, just if you want to rattle off right now how people can find you, how people can get in touch. Yeah, totes, mate. Um, if you want to get half cut, if you want to save Daintree, Gondwana land, old world's oldest rainforest, 180 million years old, go to... Um, Quickly, before you, before you say how they can get in touch, can you cue some facts about the Daintree and about some of the species? I think that would be really cool. Yeah, yeah, Toad. So... Um, Daintree, it's over 180 million years old, Gondwana land, the oldest forest on the planet. Mm. Um, so right now at the moment, uh, we're trying to save an 8.8 hectare property, which is prime habitat for threatened endangered species, including the southern endangered cassowary, believed to be less than maybe 2,500 left, mm. uh, which is shocking. Um, yeah. And that's also part of the development, what's such a big issue, because if they get further development, it's more cars driving the Daintree and one of the other biggest issues Catcher has been killed as car acts, cars hitting them. Mm. So, again, shocking. Uh, the Bennett's tree kangaroo, another threatened danger species up there as well. Um, you know, They're the danger as well. Sorry? They're amazing, those kangaroos. Oh, like, mate. Well, I haven't I researched them the other day and I was yeah. like, mind blowing. Totally. Yeah. And then I, from all the trips to the danger, still haven't had the fortune to see one, even though I'm always looking up, like literally trying to find one. So yeah. when, everyone, when everyone's in the Daintree, it's not watch out for a bear, mate. It's watch out for a Bennett's tree kangaroo. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, so that sort of sums up. And look, you know, it's the only two locations on the earth where there's two World Heritage areas, the Great Barrier Reef and the Daintree National Park. It should have been a World Heritage in itself, but again, humans didn't have the foresight at the time, but they both protect and provide nutrients. So there's some cool little facts. I mean, you can go and check it as well. And it's home to over half the world's rainforest bird species, am I right? Yeah, yeah. Like it's... Absolutely, yeah. Even uh, even in Australia, it's it's more than sixty percent of our uh, bird wildlife came from the Daintree. It's pretty incredible. So, and if you um, think about it, without birds and without insects and flying little bees, and and it, it is yeah, home reptiles. to an abundance of insects. I researched that the other day because I think that is inevitable. Like we can't knock them out of the park because at the end of the day, we wouldn't have any of our fruit and veggies without their um beautiful yeah. symbiosis of living within our within our ecosystem. So. Yeah, continue telling us where we Yeah, can... so, and then, yeah, if you want to jump on, so, yeah, go to www.halfcut.org, donate or sign yourself up to Half Cut, tag five mates to join you. It's fun with mates. Or, hey, come and join my, uh, Alex's team and, that, you know, we can do it together. Um, or just, you know, always up for yarn uh, on the Instagram, Jimmy at Half Cut um, or Half Cut. That's sort of the, the three strains. Perfect, perfect. Well, Jimmy, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, I really appreciate it. Now, Jimmy, uh, his, his little sign-off that I'm going to say is he's probably the most embodying eco-earthling warrior uh, bloody lifeline for our country, if not our world. 
Um, so, Jimmy, thank you. Is there any uh, little one-liner that you can give anyone listening? Mate, you're too kind, as always. Um, do it for our forests. Do it for our wildlife. Do it for people. Do it for climate. Let's do it for planet A. Let's get amongst it. That's it, man. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks, mate. Wait. See you soon. All right. That was awesome, man.